All right, welcome back to Hells and Homies. I'm here with a very prestigious guest, uh, father, rapper, footballer as well. Yeah. I'm here with Seveno. How are you, brother? You singer, good? singer. Singer My as man. well. <laughs> One of the best in Sydney, if not the best singer in Sydney. No. X Factor contestant as well. Uh, back X, in the day. Yeah. X, X Factor. Uh, no, what's going on, brother? How are you? Good, brother. How are you? Yeah, good, bro. Thanks for asking. Thanks um, for having me. No, not a problem. We're at the 2-7 Project, by the way. Unbelievable studio. Probably the best in Sydney. By far. Yeah. And yeah. I've only been to another one other one, so <laughs> I would have no idea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um so for those new to seven oh, you'd most probably know him as a singer or a rapper, yeah, some yeah. people would say. Um, but also a father and a businessman. Most importantly, is that father. The, yeah. Is that That's the best it. way to describe you? Yeah, bro. I'm just a go getter, just yeah. an entrepreneur. I love music, I love what I do, but uh most of all I love my family, so Hit it right on the head, brother. Yeah, I was, I've seen it as like the core concept of like your whole life. The yeah. core theme was that's, everything was for your family. That's it, man. Um, we just want to see our family win, don't we? Yeah. You're doing that, bro. 92 World. We'll get into it, but 92 World's like very much on that line of topic as well. That's it. It's like one big family. Yeah. Um, now let's go through it. 92 World. Let's talk to people about that. I think it's the coolest thing in the world. <laughs> but sure. it's nuts. I'll list off for people. So 92 World, if you can imagine on like a, a business level, 92 Well being like the parent company. So then we have 92 Active, 92 Music, yeah. 92 Gaming, uh, 92 Grams, which is cooking. Yeah, yeah. 92 Fashion. Yeah, that's which right. Which is our merch and going into that fashion stuff. Yeah, yeah and like 92 Communities, is that the other <laughs> one? <laughs> oh, we've got to sit in, by the way. So if I look to my left, then that's what I'm looking at. Um, oh boy, nah, spot on. So yeah, let's, like, let's walk through them individually. What was first? Was it just 92 World as a company? Well, right, it's hard to explain like what's first is pretty much this has been cultivating over the years of like what everyone's passion was all combined and like that's what had to come was the conversations first and then like what do you want to do and for the rest of your life type thing and then we just figured oh, yeah, these are the first six streams that we're going to just attack. Like everything comes natural but right, everyone's focused on like you know, the other side, but we're working backwards. Like for me, it was like, I just had to figure out with 92, like whatever I wanted to do. And then, right, once you figure that out, then you just, that's, they're going to do it forever. You know, it's not going to be eight hour day. It's going to be 20 hour day. You know, it's going to be 12 hours a day because they're passionate about it. So that's the whole point of 92. But what came first was just naturally the music. Yeah. That was just, yeah, that was natural to 92. And especially because I linked up with um, one of the other members in Planet Vegeta, before Planet Vegeta was created, his name's Eddie. Uh, it goes by Look Good. <clears throat> but when we created, um, when we linked up and created uh, Planet Vegeta, it was just natural that that was, you know, like... Where the music was being put 100%, out. 100%. Like, that's where it, it births first. And it just makes sense, bro. Like, that's the that's the voice of 92. Yeah. So, like, the music has to come first and then we just build everything around it. Yeah. Because music was, like, how you kind of... Came into the public eye, hey. It's yeah, kind of for like sure, yeah. Your first trade type Everyone of thing. Everyone knows, like, yeah, er like, people know me about music first. That's, like, one of my trades. Yeah. But then to educate them into the other stuff, that's what we're working on now and building out. Yeah, it's going, it's looking good, bro. 92 Active, so that's yeah. workouts and stuff. Yeah, so 92 Active, um, that's uh, Offer. Is, uh, we call him Saucy. Yeah. Um, but he's, he's pretty much, and my little brother Shy, like, they're, you know, they're Active boys and they, they uh, when we go on tour and that, they get us take us for our workouts, make sure that we're just staying healthy and fit. But um, 
what's coming with Active is uh, we got like a little app coming. So nice, bro. Congrats. Yeah, congrats so, to the team. Yeah, appreciate it. It's it's a, it's been a work in progress. Um, but bro, it's, we're learning. We're learning, and we're just having a crack. So we've got our eight week challenge coming up first before the app drops. Um, but that's just a tester, so everyone can go into the you know the demo app and just do the challenge there, figure it out with us, and then go from there. But Active is just a part of 92 anyway, you know, like footy boys, basketball. It's, yeah, we love that shit. So yeah. we just, yeah, we just thought, why don't we just make a, you know, thing out of it. Offer already, Offer went to New Zealand and then he got a cert three and four in PT, came back and it was that, that conversation, what do you want to do? And, uh, you know, and then that just came organically and then we took that on the road with um, our tours and that. Yeah. And would you say the footy's part of that as well? Like yeah, 100%. Football. All all sports, you know, we yeah. we love the park takeover stuff too, you know, like shout out to the park takeover boys who are actually doing this stuff, you know, they're running events and stuff, but that's stuff that we naturally always been doing too. So we're going to get into running like, you know, basketball events yeah. um, mixed with the gaming stuff. So yeah, it's it's going to be sick. Like, we, but And this is a longevity build thing, you know, we're not trying to make this happen overnight and shit. Like this is something that we figured like we want to do this forever yeah. and let's just find the plays and figure out how we're going to make that happen. Yeah, so yeah, bro. It's some, been it's been a journey, and it's still gone. Yeah, that's unreal. Um, for the basketball thing, for people listening that may not know, you linked with a pretty prestigious figure over the past year. I yeah. think it would be. Yeah, yeah. Um, Levar Ball. Yeah. And the big baller verse. Big time. <laughs> how was that like when he came out to Australia? Like, how was that like mixing it with someone like him who's just like nonstop? Nah, crazy, bro. Like everyone has this perception of him, but if you actually listen to what he's saying and like. Just watch his moves and that, bro. He's, he's a real one. Like, yeah. what, how he puts on for his boys, how he believes in them and that. But just the whole experience of meeting him and just knowing, like, you know, his background, a bit of his sons and that, like, crazy. Yeah. Crazy for me to just link in, bump heads and learn off someone like that. And we got some other stuff that we're going to, we're about to, yeah, I'll announce it a bit, but we're about to go over to the States to work with him. So that's even a blessing in itself. Yeah, that's crazy. Congratulations. Thanks, brother. That's um yeah. He was the first I've seen to ever like backs his son so publicly. Oh bro. And it pay off like that. But you see that thing where he uh <laughs> he said to the guy when uh Lonzo got drafted and he goes, I'm gonna be back yeah. with, <laughs> with my other son. And he's gonna be uh, wearing I told you yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. Didn't he wear it twice? <laughs> yeah, so he, he wore it and then he said that in the interviews. Yeah. Gonna, and then when Melo got drafted, he had that hat on and he had a you know that when COVID was yeah. on, he didn't have no, he had a mask on and had the hat. I told you so. <laughs> yeah, unreal. What a figure to be around. Crazy. Um, and while we're we'll touch we'll touch base with it as well for the footy front. I'm not I'm not talking to any regular footy player, right? <laughs> In front of me is a former state of origin under twenties player, uh, right? I won't. I, I, former. I, yeah, former. Um, so if Dior, do your own research, but some of the players you played against in that game or with, yeah. so New South Wales was what, like Jerbo? Yeah, we had, we had a stack side, Guffo, we had yeah, a, Moses, Chabovic, Mitch Moses, yeah, Sioni, what's his name? Matty Utai, but we had a mad team, we had Tyrone yeah. Phillips, and then in the Queensland team, yeah, was man. like nuts, Monster. looking back at it, yeah, mad dog, yeah. Young Mad Dog, Christian Welsh, all that type Christian of stuff. I Milford. Off. Yeah. Bro, shout out to Milford. I've been playing since Milf, uh, against Milf since we were young. Yeah. I'm like under 10s. It's just been mad just to see his journey come up. He was always that guy on the other side was like, everyone was talking about him like, watch out for Yeah, Milford. before watch the game. Milford. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they did a video a few weeks ago. If you saw it, you would know what I'm talking about. But we went out into the country 
<laughs> and you played for who was it? So right now we're me and my brothers are playing uh, with Kananja Tigers out in uh, Kananja. So it's like an hour past Orange. Yeah. But how that whole thing come about is like. Bro, I, I gave footy up. Like, I just hung the boots. But um, I just always thought if there was a way that I could leverage the other stuff that we're doing with 92 Worlds into footy, then it just makes sense organically. So f- for this year, you know, Kananja's been chasing me and I said, yeah, sweet, you can have me and my brothers if if we can have access to your farm and, your f- and the food produce they can, you know. So now that, we, now that we're on board, like, that's what we're sorting out now. You know, how can we make that work? How can we you know, figure out to bring some cows onto the food food truck menu, yeah. all of that kind of stuff, you know. So we're just having a crack. It's still early stages, but, bruh, it is what it is. So man. how many games will you play this year? <laughs> That's such a big trip. <laughs> yeah, I know. We've already played a few. We're coming, like, first. Who's second. in the comp? Um, oh, I have no idea, bro. Have you, do you verse Bathurst? Yeah. No, or, are you, or are you in the comp that's further than Bathurst? Further, further than Bathurst. Oh, no, we versed Bathurst, yeah. No, nah, I don't know. Holy shit. Yeah, but it's a bit further. Yeah, like right. Four, from where I live, it's like four and a half hours. So you stay out there the night, do you? Yeah. Yeah. Go out there, train, stay the night, play. Yeah, and then back home that day. Back home. Nuts. Yeah. But I need that. That, that. that actually helps me like cover my rent, you know, cover my... You know, my bills at home, same for the boys. Yeah. Well, it's just the extra play, you know, and then on top of that, we can figure out what food produce we can get out there on the farm or, you know, vegetables, whatever it is, bro, and just figure out how to b- build bridges from there to here. Yeah. That's it. Yes, bro. And you get to play footy as well. That's like Yeah, and, like, that's the main thing. Like, for, like, one of the main things is that I get to play with my brothers. Yeah. You know, there's under in 92, there's uh, Johnny, Offa, me, Shai, Diggy, and Jay playing six of us yeah man so like bro we get to be together so yeah I'm what are you playing lock front row lock yeah second row you played second row like back in the day hey yeah that yeah, was right. my that was my position i played at um, origin yeah second row yeah what about when you're at roosters was that like where you played roosters yeah i played front row second row yeah yeah man yeah and boom it leads into it perfectly the produce 92 grams as well yeah like that's food trucks, hey. Yeah, so ninety two grams is just food. Generally, it's just food, but ninety two grams is the brand of our food, um, um, food truck, and everything that's gonna come from it. But that story is crazy, bro. Like you know, the the guy who's actually leading that whole thing, his name is Anthony. We call him Chef Busa. Yeah, uh, <laughs> bro. You know, we call him Busa because his last name is Box, and in Samoan, that, that's Busa. Yeah, right. So, so some of the boys out in Melbourne, our brothers just automatically was calling him Busa, and that was it. So he came up to me two, oh, I came up to him two years ago and I was just like, bro, what do you want to do? Like, you know, what do you want to do with your life? Stuff like that. And he just said, oh, I want to be a chef. He watched this big, um, he, he watched this movie called Chef and he just said that that's what he wants to pursue. So I said, oh, let's just figure out how we can mix it with the music then. Came to, you know, a year of plan, planning or whatever and it was <clears throat> organic that he just done fried chicken because we had a, a project out called Fried Chicken and Flips under Planet Vegeta. Yeah, yeah. So that was just the organic thing that we started with, but he's got plans to just grow that, you know, grow the menu, figure it out. And that's where we're heading at the moment. You know, we, li- we linked up with an investor. Uh, we just got a food truck that's coming from Brisbane. And that's what um, our next thing is. They're going to go into festivals, run 92 days and just build that out. But also for him, he's a, he's a kid that came off a community food truck. He got a, he got a shot at it. And that's what he wants to uh, eventually build to, you know, like give kids opportunity to work on trucks. If we franchise it, 
you know, who knows, like the future, who knows what the yeah. future holds. But, you know, for right now, we're just going to deal with that and just keep growing it out. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah. That's mad, bro. That's a sick little story, eh? Yeah, yeah, crazy. Um, And then what was the other one? 92 Fashion. Yeah. That's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, fashion, but also like it's it's a deeper meaning for, you know, my, my little brothers because that's where um, W92 came from like originally. So, yeah, right. you know, that's that's something that my brother can talk about because he, you know, he holds that kind of stuff. You know, look look where we come from, you know. My little, my little brother explains it like, but we want to show, you know, all corners of the world like where we're from, like through our, our style and, and the way we wear our clothes. So as we progress through the merch and we start going into our individual pieces, like you'll see where that 92 fashion stuff goes, eh? Yeah, I'm excited for it. Yeah. Get some 3XL stuff in. Yeah, that's catchy and that, you know, catchy. Even even look good in that because all our designs come in-house. So we've got a bunch of designs ready to get um, made up and, you know, going along with the projects that we've got coming out. So... Keep an eye on that stuff. It's coming. <laughs> and then the last one, which I think is the most fascinating by far. I saw it maybe two weeks ago. Yeah. And you were out in Northern Territory. Yeah. Under 92 Community. Yeah. That'd be right. Yeah. Can you explain like, that I, I think it'd be hard to explain, but can you kind of explain like that whole concept and like what you guys do when you go out to these communities? Oh, it's crazy. Like, it's crazy to put into words like what happens out in these places because we're so used to what we're used to, you know. Like yeah. you go out there... They don't have what we have here. And you've got to really understand their cultures actually understand, even understand a little bit of their story. And that's what that's the journey that we're on, you know. We've got this opportunity to go over to Northern Territory to a place called Numbawa and Group, which is like you've got to go to Darwin. For Numbawa, you've got to drive 12 hours, you know, to get there. And it's the last community on West. that road. Um, east. So you're driving back towards Queensland? Yes. And it's, and is it north as well? Like, so you're up on the water? Is it near yeah, the water? Yeah, yeah, right. Ne- bro, that, that community is on, like, right next to the water. Yeah, so they're not far off PNG at all, eh? Like, no. They're that, at that far at the Are top of the country. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're close to PNG. Yeah, that's, like, top of the country. Yeah, yeah. No one's there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like a community of about 200-plus people or so people. Oh, shit. Oh, a little so, bit. So how does that come about? Like, how do you... How did, like, who's in contact with that? No, nah, so Johnny here, he, he does, um, he's like, um, his role with 92 is man- like one of the managers for all our projects and stuff. So he had a contact in uh, Northern Territory that does community stuff. And that's where that conversation started. And then from there, because my wife's been working in community for over 10 years, you know, that was just, that's her role is to oversee all our community stuff. They hit us up. We ended up, she wrote a, um, like a curriculum through the streams that we do. And we just go out there and implement that. You know, we run the programs, then we run a show at the end and just kind of, yeah, be with the community, learn off them, yeah. bring what we have, the little that we have, and just kind of like do that. But we, that, that that's like years, bro. Like we want to do that over, over yeah. five years, ten years, however long it takes for us to actually, you know, feel like, oh, yeah, we've, we've actually done something here. Uh, bro, we, we look where we're from. We come here, wake up, go on our phones and that. These guys wake up feeling like, and what are we going to eat? Yeah. Stuff like that. And it's just like, what are the things that 92 can take into those communities or like work with them to understand and build out with them, you know, that can be actually substantial for them to keep living and sustainable. What were the massive learning curves that you like witnessed? Oh. Is it like the way they live? Like like when they wake up? It's yeah. It's just different, man. Like that's the question I'm st- still trying to figure out. You know, like you've got so many 
facilitators, programs that come into these communities and just think they have the answer just on one visit. We've only been there twice, bro, and we're still trying to break it down. Yeah. You know, like, these guys' normals are totally different to our normals. And it's like, the water there is sour, so it's like water filters will help, like, even internet. You know, we can we can do Zoom sessions for, like, mental health things. There's so much that we can do, like, over then. That's just what our, our journey, throughout our journey, that's what we'll build out. We're working with a, a few good people at the moment that's actually helping us make these um, things come to life. So, like... You know, as we as we progress in it, then we'll figure it out. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's different to what I don't know how to explain it, but we're sleeping in the kitchen, like in the little hallway on kitchen floors in an asbestos kind of building, and we'll, my my team's there, and then we just go out, teach our six programs throughout the day, or like our four streams at that um at the school, and then hang out with them, and that's what you do. How many kids are at the school? Like fifty, if that? No, not even. Not even 50, it's just like, it ranges from like, maybe two kids will rock up, or oh, it depends, sometimes it's like 5, 10, and then sometimes it's like 25. Nice. Yeah, but then when it comes to the concert, everyone comes by the whole community. Yeah. And that's what's crazy is that we've built rapport where they've like, you know, they want us there. And that's the hard thing is trying to just bridge that gap to them, and then now it's for us to just sit with them and fucking be like, all right, what do we need? How can we help? Yeah. Yeah. That's a very honourable thing for you all to do. Oh. Bro, we're it's a beautiful thing to do, man. Look at 92, bro. Like, we're, we're pretty much community kids. Uh, you know, our circumstances weren't like theirs, unlike theirs, but we understand to a degree, like, what it's like. Yeah. And, like, that has to be a priority for 92, that we always give back and understand, like, you know, where our roots are. Because if we're not doing that, what's the point of this? Like, literally, what's the point of all this shit? It's all just glitz and glam. But if you're not actually helping someone or, like, helping the community fucking come up then I don't know bro it's just for me it's not worth it if I can build a bridge and like or build facilities that can help these kids actually come up and have an opportunity or just an option that they can choose from then probably will do that you know some of these kids the most that they can think is like working at the one shop that's in that community they don't even understand the other opportunities that they can have and they're like some of the most naturally gifted kids that I've ever met you know so as we go on that's what we're going to work at and but we got the best lady leading us anyway, my wife. Like, yeah. she's a she's a she's an animal at this shit, and the the one beautiful thing is like she loves it. Like, yeah. that's her calling. So I just take her lead. I just, you know, I just do the business stuff for her and like let her lead the rest. Yeah, that's mad. That's crazy, bro. I can't even fathom it. Like, <laughs> so you have to come out one time, bro. No, I will. Yeah, I will. for real. We got I mean, one. We're visiting them again in October. Yeah, I'll come. So we got um. My yeah. dad has a background of it. Oh, mad. Like he works with indigenous communities. Oh, say less, brother. Let's talk after yeah. this. <laughs> oh, bro, I'll come. I'd love to. I'd yeah. love to say it. Um, yeah, I'm fascinated by how like cut off communities can be just in general in the world. But oh. like seeing like even in Australia um, from dad telling me because he travels for work, like he'll say like there's like seven hours between towns up in like the Northern Territory yeah. and Western Australia. Yeah. And like I can't fathom that. You know what I mean? Bro, like, so this this community trip that we went to, right, we we went to Groot Island first uh, with a guy named Justin, you know, one of the best dudes and best families. They took us there, but then um, we had the Numbawa trip. And over there, they just go off like how it goes on the day. So we're supposed to catch our ferry over to the to Numbawa from Groot. Right, ended up getting cancelled because of the, the the water and the flight as well. Yeah, so so it got cancelled, and we had to figure out how we're going to get there to run our programs tomorrow. 
And like this was all on in the one day and then it's like, all right, sweet. And then we reached out to our community, you know, raised some funds and then like you got to catch a charter, which is like six fifty a pop. And then only like four people fit on the charter. There's 12 of us, you know. So we got to try and get all this happening in the one day and then get prepared and ready. But also on the other side, four of our team members, Johnny and Willis, Lopwa and um, Andy, they're stuck in uh, the community, like the next community from Numbawa, which was seven hours drive because the road was flooded. So as we're flying into Numbawa, they got our food resources. They got our, you know, all our transport that we hired to come get us out of number one to go back home, they ended up getting flooded in and they had to they had to they got stuck there. They met a you know a, a Samoan a poly couple over there, ended up being able to stay the night with them, yeah. and then Andy ended up you know paying for his own flight charter because we had no money to get over to us with our food resources with our donations that we we're going to give to the community. So I know people see it from the outside and shit, but bro, it's a fucking like mission, you yeah. know. But that's the thing, like with 92, but we just do it. Like, you know, we're called to it, so we're going to do it. And it doesn't matter what anyone says, like, you know, it's not going to change our energy or change what we're going to do because we're supposed to be there. We're so, those things are supposed to happen so we can just... And everything ended up working out anyways, you know? Yeah. Like, got over there, taught the programs, and then we caught a, a charter to... Oh, these guys ended up running their own program, met, you know, went to the school. They said that they could... You know, so they ended up cooking for the kids, donating the rest of our gears over, uh, to them. And then we caught a charter to them and then that was it. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, yeah. That's so nice. it's crazy. Like, it is seven hours there, freaking. And then from there, the closest thing is another, what, how long, Johnny? Five hours? <clears throat> yeah. So everything's real far out yeah. there. Ah. Yeah. So, w wait, how far away are you from Darwin driving at this point? Like 20 plus hours? Nah, so number is just that one one road, probably take you like 12 hours or something because you got to drive dirt road and this dirt road is not like the Aussie, it's like bulldust shit. So you're like, you're like swerving up in that shit and, you, and then at the same time you got buffaloes, fucking camels. Red kangaroos. Yeah, bro, you got everything there. Yeah. Like, and it's just like, it's it's the most beautiful thing you ever see. Like for me anyway, I'm like, I, growing up, I always heard about other shit that's happening around the world like their problems but i didn't know that this shit really happened in our backyards yeah. but you know like Northern and then when you go out there and you're like holy shit but then at the same time the contrast is that it's fucking so beautiful so it's like you know it's you know it's a beautiful thing yeah. just to be there serving you know bringing what you bring but then also looking at like what god created by is that is that beautiful landscape crazy yeah northern territory north queensland there's like there's some of like the rarest landscapes oh. in the world animal wise you see any like crocs or anything yeah, everything. You see crocs. Yeah, there's got bulls, everything. Yeah, right. Snakes. How big, like, are, they, are you talking like massive thing? Like, yeah. Shit, like, at well, the communities when you got there as well? Oh, no, no, no. So, like, on the roads and, like, yeah, when you're traveling. Yeah, yeah we, when we went to Darwin more, we seen a few crocs. Yeah. But Groot Island, we seen crocs, just wild ones. Yeah, they're just swimming around. Not for me, eh? Yeah. I know. <laughs> they scare the shit out of me. Um, So, before we leave the 92 world topic... The crew. Yeah. How many people are actually part of 92 World? 12. 12. What are their names? <laughs> uh, you might have, I might have got that one wrong. No, nah, it is 12. You got, um, you got myself, my brothers, um, Jay, Shy, Dig. You got Johnny, Manager. You got OGM, Willis. He, um, he helps us manage the projects as well. Uh, for the music, you got Jara, Eddie, Jazz. Um, 
active. He got saucy. Busa for Grams and Danny and Coach. Nuts. 13. Holy shit. Yeah. That's but so Danny's me, so we're one anyway, so that's 12. That's your partner? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. My wife. Yeah, man. She does, she does all the annoying things for the boys. Like, she would chase them up. Hey, where's your passport? Man? Yeah, where's yeah. <laughs> all that stuff. Yeah, but, all the nitty-gritty shit men just forget, eh? Oh, bro, honestly, uh, without Danny, we'd be fucking going this way, that way, that way. <laughs> In all sorts. Um, so, 92 World obviously comes from, like, music as well. Like, that's we touched on that. That's where it started. Yeah. But for yourself, yeah. back in the day, uh, X Factor was first, right? Yeah, yeah. How'd you, go on, how'd you go on X Factor? That was, that's, that was with my group Fortunate, with my brothers. Yeah. So that's me, my brother Isaiah, Jay, and um, our other brother Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Do you end up, nah, where'd you finish in that X Factor season? Seventh. Yeah, seventh. Yeah, we came seventh. How is it like? Because they were getting us to dance too much, bro. They didn't <laughs> just get us to sing, get up in there, just fucking too much, boom, 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 and then not enough singing. <laughs> um, <laughs> nah. I've, yeah, because I've interviewed Solo. Yeah. Obviously Justice Crew. And then Nico, who's Bomber's brother, yep. just went on Fuckboy Island. Oh, shit. Yeah. It's out on, um, sorry if I get this wrong, Nico. Hinge? Yeah, Binge. Binge. Yeah, Hinge's dating <laughs> app. <laughs> My man's been on the no, Hinge no, no, fucking. Not me, not me. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, shit. Um, yeah, bro. So I know, like, solo stories are nuts because obviously being part of Justice Crew <laughs> time was just like, Nothing, and then next day you're bro. an A-list celebrity. And even just the how Justice Crew came together, like, bro, this guy's hustling, been hustling yeah. for years. Yeah, and they um, when Solo <clears> explained <throat> it to me, he's like, they weren't even before Justice Crew like formed, they hardly like really knew each other. Yeah, it's like some distant connections between them. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they're traveling the world together, like those five. Mm. Some of them were already friends, um, but Nico, who had like I spoke to him about the show as well. What's it like filming X Factor for people like at home? Cause nah, they, for everyone that don't understand reality TV, it's all it, like it's a mix of real, but like maybe forty percent real, thirty percent real, seventy percent nah. It could be like twenty eighty, because they they'll come into a room and they'll be like act sad, and we'll just be like what this is fucking weird. What do you mean act sad? <laughs> and it'll just be there like this. I'm trying to talk to my brother, like, Yo. <laughs> and they'll be like yeah yeah, yeah be happy, and we're like yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, I was confused, bro. You know? How old were you? I was X Factor 18. Oh, shit. Yeah. But, you know, bro, getting like, getting paid weekly, living like by the beach, like yeah. in Bondi, coming from Mount Druid, that was like a full game changer. I was like, yeah, you want me to dance? Eat. I'll do the Michael Jackson. <laughs> Get my money. <laughs> and like, they, they feed you. Like, it was a crazy experience. Like, I wouldn't change it, but. Yeah. yeah, so you enjoyed it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But it was all, I enjoyed the, I wouldn't change the experience, but it was just the things that they do there. Like, yeah, it's definitely staged. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. like make it out to be like your close eyes with your, your mentor, your judge and shit. You don't even fucking know him. Who was your judge? Ronan. So we had Ronan English Keaton. Or Irish maybe? Yeah, Irish, Irish fella. Yeah, yeah. And on the camera, he was like, <laughs> he, would, he would act and shit. And I would just be like, in my head, I'm thinking like, what the fuck? But you go with it. You're just like, ha. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but really you're like what the fuck are you liar <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and then after after that Jaquille yeah under Jaquille what, what were the fortunate yeah and then so turns into 7-0 at some point as well over the past yeah. five years was it yeah probably like 
because after X Factor and Fortunate, like I, I took a step back from music, and that's when I started playing footy. Because I kind of just got over music, you know. Like when I when I put my mind to something, I give my all. Like and I fucking go yeah. all in for it. And with Fortunate, I just felt when that when when we stopped, and because my brothers, you know, really it just hit me, and it was just like fuck, I need a break. So I went and played footy, but then I mean, yeah, as I was getting back into footy, I started. Fucking wanting to run it, run it back, and then we got some opportunities with Fortune and shit. So it was just like, yeah, natural to get stuck into it. But then after that, yeah, Seven A was kind of born. That's when I met Eddie. Yeah, that kind of thing. I was like, oh, I'm just gonna ride. Well, because I'm real passionate from where about where I'm from too. You know, like yeah, two double seven O. Just rep my rep my hood, rep, rep where I'm from. Take that around the world, and that was that's when that that was birthed. And that, that was kind of like, 7 was kind of like the breaking point from where I was like, um, the birth of me kind of finding my craft proper in a, in a deeper sense of like understanding how, like what my flow is, like where my vocal range is when we record, understanding how to record myself, like doing all that shit. So that's where learning off like guys like Eddie, like he's a master at this shit. It's like, you know, that's where that really came in. Yeah. Because I, I have my experience and I have my understanding of music, but then in the studio it was different. And I had to figure all that out, you know, by myself. So that was the birth of 7-0 and that's that's still my journey now. I'm still figuring it out. Yeah. Well, for people listening that may not have listened to your music yet, what would you say your type of music is? Under 7-0, we'll get to Planet of Jesus. Well, as in like my type of music. Just, it w- like you, you'd be a hip-hop artist. Yeah, hip-hop, R&B. Yeah. Yeah, soul. I, I say soul because like, you know, I feel like I'm the soul of the hood. Yeah. You know, when, I'm, when I sing, I sing like that. It's just comes straight from, you know, my fucking soul and heart. And it's not perfect. And that's what's, that's why I, I, I like it. I like it like that, you know. Some people recording, it, oh, it's got to be this way. It's got to be that way. It's got to be commercial, this and that. I've been around the game so long, I'm just like, <clears throat> I just want to do me. However I want to talk on it, that's how I'm going to talk. Yeah. However I'm going to sing on it, that's how I'm going to sing. Yeah, so yeah, that's my yeah. shit. Um, you would have seen like the commercial downside at a young age with X Factor A. Yeah. Like just saying that like, fuck, it's a, it's a bad word, but like predatory almost. Yeah. Like big commercial music is and shit <clears> like that. Yeah, that's it. And how much people switch up as well. But you know, that just comes with education, bro. Like, and that just comes with all these artists, like just really honing into what they can bring. Because everyone's just trying to chase a sound or chase what this person or that person looks like. No one actually fucking looks in the mirror and just goes, oh shit, what do I want to sing? Or what do I want to sound like? How do I, how do I want to come on this thing? Like I say, like if you can't listen to yourself, then fuck, you're not doing the right music. Yeah. Because it's just, oh, for me, anyways, I only play shit that I want to listen to, or make shit that I want to listen to. And like when it comes to '92, that's all. That's how you know all our music happens. It's like we make the ch- song, we we link up, we break bread, eat, and then we play music, play play the unreleased, you know, like and then everyone just gets on that vibe, and that's how we keep moving with it. But we love what we make. That's why we'll do it forever. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, now the JM song. Yeah. That kind of put you on like a trajectory, <laughs> I reckon. Yeah, yeah. Back into like people's mouths in terms of like talking about your music and whatnot. How did that come about? Man, that was like a fuck. I was in I was in my house at the back room. And I just had a guitar, played it, and that just came out like that. Um, it was originally just me. It was just me on the on the on the acoustic, and then I think I dropped it on Insta like a leak or something. You know, and then um, Ems messaged he um, he messaged me and he was just like, oh, you know, this is tough or whatever. Once you free, 
broke it down and he ended up coming to the studio in at Universal with the boys and he just laid his verse just like that. Yeah. And it was like I was like, oh shit. <laughs> and so all my boys were there, I was like, oh that's it. Yeah. You know, that's that's the track there. Yeah. And then um, I ended up linking with Solo and Wilster. Yeah, Solo and Wilster and that after and then we made that breakdown because the actual track got leaked. My you know, my one got leaked and then that that knocked up a couple like a mil fucking plays on YouTube, but it wasn't even it was a demo. Yeah. So I just had to come with a point of difference at the end. And just what do you do when it gets leaked? Like what was that like seeing it out there? Nah, I didn't care, bro. Yeah. Straight out. Like music's for everyone. Doesn't matter how it comes out. Fuck it. Like as long as the story got across to them and they felt something like who if it didn't get leaked then someone needed it at that time, then fuck, you know? But it was leaked for a reason. You know, someone might have been going through some shit and then they just needed that track to get them through through some. So yeah. when when that shit happens, that's God's will, bro. I can't change that. I just got to roll with it and figure out how I can work around it. Fuck, what a mature approach, eh? <laughs> Holy shit, bro. I wouldn't have thought to answer it with that. <laughs> oh, it is what it is, bro. That's oh. life, bro. Shit happens, you know? Like, yeah. fuck, always. And we always beat ourselves up of shit that we can't control. Yeah. And it's like, for me, it's like, just go with it and just be strong in what you believe in, what you stand on, and then it doesn't matter what happens out there. Oh, you're sweet. You want to change my direction? Sweet. I'll build a whole new fucking house on this street. Sweet. That street changed? Sweet. I'll build a whole new one on this one. All good. Fuck, <laughs> oh, bro. You're very mature. There's oh, not, not many men in music. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> There's not that old, bro. There's nah. not many men in music that would answer a question about a leak like that. Oh, bro. It's, you know, ma maybe one day I might, might get cut over if it's something that I really... but. My outlook of life is different. You know, I mean, maybe when I was younger, I used to think like that and shit. But you know, for me, music is just one part of me. Yeah. You know, music is just a part of me. If you want to get to know the rest of me, you have to understand the rest of me. So, you know, if, if that's just a part of me that you get that you know, then eats. But then once you learn about the rest, then you get the full scope of who I am. So, yeah, if it is what it is, man. Have you ever listened to Rick Rubin speak? Nah, I, I fucking love Rick Rubin. But yeah, I've I need um. I was gonna get onto his thing, but no, nah, I haven't really dived into. Do you know Jay Shetty? Yeah, he did podcast with Rick Rubin. Came oh, out real? Yeah, last Friday night, maybe. Damn, that's speak, gonna be you tough. You speak like him, the Who? way like Rick Rubin, the way he like talks and the way he thinks. I know Rick Rubin's a mogul in the, in the music world. Like he's the best producer of all time. Yeah, in terms like just in terms of variety, like Beatles to Kanye. Bro, this hey Johnny, this guy's an old fella, and he's just yeah, uh, like a beard, like white beard, bold hair, like. He wears fashionable shit. The first bro. time I seen him was um yeah, Jay Z's thing. Like he yeah. he, he done that um um that little docker and this guy was just laying on the couch, this white guy. And I was yeah. like, Who the fuck is that? And it's Rick Rubin. And then I just done some research. I was like, fuck, this guy is Yeah. Yeah, yeah so he'd be like sixties now. And he still hangs out with like Jay Z, Kanye, the whole Crazy. crew. Even younger artists now, eh? Like he's still in the studio with them. Like Yeah. He he's like everyone's mentor. Yeah. Like he mentors everyone. But yeah, the way you speak kind of reminded me. I listened to that yeah, podcast legit, two and a half times. I've got almost finished it a third time in less than a week. I'm gonna meet him. Oh, one bro. day. Tear it up. Yeah. He just released a book, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. And I reckon, yeah, you like yeah. I'm gonna go buy it like legit this week. Yeah, man. But um, yeah, the way you speak, I was like, fuck that. This is like the <laughs> like the way he speaks as well. Yeah, like yeah. Everything he's seen in music as well. The way he talks about music and like the way it brings people together and whatnot. Yeah, hard, bro. Like that's what it should do. You know, like people try and take it too far out of context of what it's supposed to be about. It's like if I want to sing about fucking motivation, I want to sing about that. If I'm sad, then that's what the... It's just really another form of communication. So, yeah. And there's no rules. 
that's what things you know people think i'm about to release a track with no hook like but everyone you know these labels and that would be like nah you need a hook you need a verse fuck that this is my fucking track and my audience and my community and my music they're the ones you're gonna listen to my shit not you so i just keep serving my people and working with my people and that's how the music grows yeah yeah it's, it's spot on eh yeah. Spot on. Some of the artists I've spoken to, like they just contradict everything they believe and think of their yeah. music. Yeah, but cater for like some fucking fifty year old bloke yeah. sitting in. And and that's the it's the hard thing because I've been on both sides of the spectrum. You know, like I get it. Some pe- people are just trying to eat, so they got to compromise there. Yeah. But for me, about cost, but you know? yeah, exactly. And that's what it is. It's like, fuck. If you're willing to do it, then then who knows? Like you know, you're gonna you're gonna have that same standard forever. Yeah. Well, for me, it's like what I'm trying to teach my artists and. You know, um, the, the peers around me is like, fuck that. Hone in on, on who you are and fucking go all in on that. Yeah. Because then you'll find someone, you know, if it's a one person who connects with you, then build with them. You know, you only need that one person to believe in you. After that, then the rest, you you can do the rest. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good message to be putting out, fella. Um, so Planet Vegeta comes along. Yeah. And Planet Monstrous. Ve- <laughs> Monstrous. <laughs> yeah, what an entry into the scene, bro. Planet Vegeta, like, Heavy stuff, hey. Eh? Like when you guys like came through, it was very um like everyone knew. Yeah. I knew straight away, like, fuck, like these guys aren't fucking around. Um what year was what exact year was Planet Vegeta first brought to life? Twenty <laughs> Maybe twenty nineteen. Yeah. Four years ago. <coughs> huh? Twenty eighteen. Yeah, because I'm I'm I might, I would have been just in uni, so 2018. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then Planet Vegeta comes out and someone I wanted to mention, I mentioned it before, but the main way I remember like memorising who you were and like taking mental note was the effing fuck off parties. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which were like the first time and I've wanted to do it. But Shout out effing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, best brand in the city. Them and Jade up. Um, When I first saw it, I was thinking like when I was younger, I thought I used to watch Boiler Rooms. I always thought like, fuck, there's a way to do something here. And then he did it in his own way in terms of like a party instead of a DJ, it was yourselves. Yeah, yeah. And when I saw that, I was like, holy shit, like, is that, like this has been nailed properly. Okay. What was it like doing those type of events? That was, that literally came up, we were on the boat and we done a, their boat party. Yeah. Which yeah, was yeah. crazy. That was hectic. And then he, after that, he just said, oh, I'm going to chuck a, chuck a party in next week or something. Just come through. I'm like, yes, yeah, eats. That's shit, that shit's our vibe anyway, you know. We just pull up, do that thing, and we ended up releasing that thing as a music video. That, yeah. Uh, yeah. Land Down Under. Yeah. But yeah, those events are, you know, that they're sick, you know, but we're more onto building our own events. So with 92 Day that we're working on and that, you know, that's where, you know, we're going to, you know, bring our own flavor to the scene and like in how we do events. Because what we do with 92 Day, we have gaming, you know, like actual gaming tournament. Then we want to build to like, we've got like three on three, one V one with the basketball and then our food truck. So then, and then performances, entertainment, shit like that. And that's the event we're trying to build out slowly, small, and then we'll take it, you know, go from there. Yeah, that's my, yeah. I'm doing a Hellos one. I might have to cut this out. I'm doing a Hellos <laughs> one. So oh, yeah. one of my mates bought a bus, like yeah. a, um, like a, those charter buses mm. that you'd get for like a wedding or something, right? And it was, they hollowed it out, but the bus company said, this bus is fucked, but we're taking the materials. So we bought a, a bus that only had the driver's seat in it. The rest was wood. And so we're going to go park the bus out in the paddock and host like a... Um, That's tough. Like a boiler room set. Tough. So we're going to get cameras. So one of my best mates, when we were like, last year, he moved to Melbourne to yeah. take on like 
DJing f- fully. Yeah. And on the weekend, he did his first show in front of like a few thousand people. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Out in um, Wiseman's Ferry of all places. Out of like a festival over the long weekend. Yeah. And like he'll do it because he, like, he just wants to do it as well because I spoke to him about it. So, yeah, we're going to go park it in a paddock. I've just got to figure out ways of like – it's going to be a private event. Yeah. So no, it would just be invite only. Yeah. Because I'd rather do that and then say I go to host an actual event. That way I got runs on the board, you know, yeah, yeah, and that, yeah. it would be way easier to sell tickets. But, yeah, we're going to try and park the bus out here, Castleway Road. Yeah, yeah. There's a paddock out there where I know someone that owns it. So I'm thinking, Come on. Yeah. That's going to go off. Bro. And then then I'll hire another party bus that will go out, pick the people up, take them back to Penrith Station so that they have a way home. Say less. Yeah. That's but, an event, bro. But, yeah, I want to – I like when you talk about events, I'm fascinated because I really want to like start doing them as well. Yeah. want to tap in. Hey, tap in. Yeah. Let's tap in on one too. Yeah. One down the line. Yeah, get you to do that. Because I want to do a hip-hop one and I want to do a DJ one. Yeah. Because hip-hop's yeah, yeah, like yeah. hellos, like that's my shit, like yeah, personally. Yeah. DJing, but <coughs> like that's uh, it's just something I like am across the board on for whatever yeah, yeah, reason. And I watched like – I did like the top end of live music last year. So I went to Tomorrowland, if you yeah. know what that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Europe. And I went to Ultra in Croatia. How was that? But I heard it goes off. Tomorrowland's fucked. Tomorrowland's like uh, – is the most organized thing I've ever seen in my life. Really? So we were in Amsterdam and we were going into the back ass of Belgium. Yeah. So it's like a two-hour drive. And they organize buses for you. And when you get there, you get like this massive envelope and it has everything in it. You get there, they give you a tent. They tell you where you have to put your tent. You go put your tent down. There would have been over 10,000 people camping on the weekend I was there, yet alone people coming in and out each and single, every single day. Yeah. But they're like when I say like organized, I mean like for kilometers on end, there are like shops, like pop-up shops where they have like all different types of food, phone oh. chargers, um, uh, like phone repairers, SIM card shops, like all that pop oh. up for the weekend. Yeah. And then like toilets and stuff. Are no, they're no joke. They're like Proper. 50 to 100 meters long. Um, demountables oh, that have shelving in the demountables as well so you can put your stuff in. Like it's not like a shit show in there basically. Proper. You know? yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like hooks and it's like a decent sized portable shower as well. Like I'm a big boy and That's I – That's crazy. Yeah. So they had all that sorted out and there would have been, I, I say 10,000, I reckon way more. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, they had over six or seven stages there at Tomorrowland. Main stage is nuts. Okay. And um, I've never really experienced anything like it at a festival, but when you're at Tomorrowland and the main stage, you're looking down and there's like 10,000 people right there in front of you. Up to the right, there was like two pavilions and they didn't fit many people on them. But in the pavilions, I realized that like on the third day, there were celebrities. And, like, some of the people that were there were, like, just ultra-famous yeah. people. And then, uh, <laughs> do you know Lude? Yeah, 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 DJ, yeah. Yeah. So he we, there was a, he was on, like, a small um, – he was on, like, a thing on a water – on the water. So you can imagine the regatta. Imagine they put a stage in the middle of the water there, right? So that's what that was like. It was, like, this man-made pond. He's in the middle. So we – all the Aussies went to Lude. Um, and it was just Australians from, like, wow. left, right and centre. Yeah, yeah. We leave Lude to go back to main stage and the boys, I went to go watch a different <clears throat> DJ, but the boys were watching Fisher. He's like, yeah, Fisher, yeah. Like Fisher's Fisher. And, um, and I went to go watch like a hard style DJ I grew up on. Shit. So yeah, it was fun. But the boys, Lude's walking across this hill because he just wanted to join in because yeah. he'd never gone. And the boys were hanging out with Lude for like that's two or three hours or something nuts. Yeah. yeah that's just hanging out. But like for Lude, like people had no idea who he was. But like yeah. all the Aussies were like, holy fuck, like Lude's yeah, here. Yeah. Like because Big, um, uh, like Down Under had come out, the remix. And that's true. Down yeah, Under yeah. I think would be like 50 million streams maybe. 
Yeah. So crazy. It's crazy, bro. But it's just like no fights, which was nuts. Yeah, yeah. I saw one person possibly like in a medical emergency. And if you think about it for like, to be real, like the amount of drugs that was most probably taken on that weekend. Oh, definitely. Over four four nights, five days of partying. Yeah. And like- They must just have a different culture there, bro. Like, they don't abuse alcohol. Uh, it's not, it's like they enjoy it way more. Like, yeah, yeah. It sounds so stupid. It sounds pretentious to say out loud, but like- they just, I don't know. And they, they're not really like egotistical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they don't, the environment's not egotistical either. Like no. there's a lot of like big fellas there and like they're not really like, I don't know, when you go to festivals out here, there's so much ego. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. over there, I, I suppose as well, like language is another thing. Like nobody really knows anyone here. It's all people from all walks of life. Mm. It's kind of beautiful, but like you'll be standing with the Australian flag and like I remember there was one guy next to me had the Sierra Leone flag, which is West Africa, I believe. Mm. And then there was like a Colombian girl and like um, someone from North America as well, like all in just like da- like they're like just partying with each other. Yeah. It's nuts. That's Astra- it. That's just the culture that they've built, you know, the yeah. culture and what they've created. And that's pretty much what we're trying to do is just build the, you know, everyone's focused on the thing, but it's like what's the culture that you're building and what's, yeah. the, what's the community you're building? That's where you, I feel like everything flows from there. You know, yeah. no, no problems. Everyone understands what it is. You get like when you walk into a place, you're like, "Fuck, I know if I'm gonna have a fight here or not." Yeah. Or <laughs> you know, or if you walk into to a place and you're like, "Oh shit, I feel welcome. This is energy. You know, it's hectic. Good food, good vibes. Everyone's just loving it." Yeah. yeah. I don't know what it is, bro. Electronic music, like dance music. Yeah, that too. It's just like nobody wants any like any yeah. problems. Yeah, probably because they're all just munging out. <laughs> <They're> just, <laughs> Like like I, I said, didn't see anyone uh, next to them. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> um, like I said, my best mate. I go to his shows when he does them in Sydney. Yeah, and like we get to go backstage or like behind the DJ decks with him. And um, never never seen a problem at his shows. But if I I don't go clubbing anymore. But back when I was like 18, 19, yeah. I could step any into any hip hop club and guarantee like someone's gonna like push me in the back trying to <laughs> yeah, start yeah. purely because I'm a big boy and like they get a bit of grog into them like fuck look at this big kid over here I'm gonna have a crack that's it I don't know what it is but yeah I, I like the events thing I think it's pretty crucial to focus on the culture of the actual event yeah make sure the vibes are right hard like FN's a perfect example for culture like building culture like you see that it's it's a brand it's a clothing thing but. It's bigger than that. They could literally switch the flick and do events and then they would have that community that will fuck with it yeah. because they just get it. You know, they get it. They pull up to a place and do a pop-up, boom, people are there because they get it. And that's pretty much, you know, that's what it's about. And and I and I, draw, I draw inspiration from, you know, guys like that because they're go-getters, bro. They just make shit happen, build their cultures how they want and just keep moving. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's, yeah. I don't know. It'll be cool to, I'd, I'd love to go to a, Kind of Vegeta ninety two world show, bro. Yeah, hard. Be front row. Definitely soon, very soon. Yeah. 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 Who, would you get any guests on, like any other musicians? Nah, not for now. You know, like we Just got in house, we got six artists. Nuts. Like, I didn't realize it was six. Yeah. So if you break it down, you got Planet Vegeta. Yeah. You got myself, Look Good Jazz, that are in Planet Vegeta, and we got all our all our solo projects. Yeah. And then you got Sevis and Reezy, our youngins. So, you know, from there, that's. That's a show in itself. Like yeah. if you just put all our tracks together. So that's what we want to build in now. And then with the you know, as as we progress, of course we wanna bring, you know, like our colleagues. Yeah. You know, my peas and that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um Planet Vegeta, the album as well, ninety two yeah. way. The EP EP. EP. Yeah. yeah, on Spotify it comes up yeah. with the album. Oh yeah? yeah? Yeah. That's it. 
Um, the EP. Yeah. How did that come about? Like oh. when was the first idea, like when was the idea put out into the world? Man, you know the thing with PV is like, I love how we work, you know, like we've built it up to a place where we just like, when we get in the studio, we just make shit and then it just, that's it. Like it happens organically and nothing's forced. Like everyone understands like where their lane is and shit. But with the whole EP, how that came about, but I think that that all went all the way up until the release date. Like we just made that in three weeks or something. Yeah, right. yeah, so we had we had ideas and stuff, but then it was like, oh yeah, we got to release this EP, go on this tour, let's get it finished. Boom, go on the studio, finished it, like our parts, recording and whatnot, and then Look Good had to, he mixed and mastered it himself too. But before that, no knowledge, not not too much knowledge of mixing and mastering. So he's doing tutorials while mixing and mastering that whole project. Wow, nuts, but that's how we work, bro, because like, like I said, like you, you go to someone else, rely on them for your shit. Then you got to keep going to that, yeah. Oh, sorry. Beat that shit. <laughs> nah, you're right. <laughs> but nah, like, nah, yeah, you, right. you know, you got to keep going to that person because you don't understand your craft and what's required of your work. Like if I go to a mix and master and they charge me 500 bucks, I wouldn't know because I don't know how to mix and master. So I just think that's normal. If I understand the whole process, then you say 500 bucks, I just say, fuck off. You only twist two buttons. That's worth 200. You know, so it's all in understanding your craft. And that's what Eddie does, bro. Like he goes out there and nerds out on everything. Like, and then, you know, he... With that whole project, he mixed and mastered it. And we dropped it on that thing. But that was an actual two, that was a two-sided drop. It was a EP on Spotify and all platforms. And then we dropped another project, uh, Fried Chicken and Flips, that same yeah. day. So it's a two, two-headed two um, flip, a uh, two-headed drop. And that's what Eddie was mixing, like all those tracks. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, yeah. Bro. But bro, I listen, my favorite is Fried Chicken and Flips. Eh? Yeah? Like that, that EP is my favorite for sure. But just for every day, you know, just cruising around, like you got to get on that fried chicken. I've seen clips. on Instagram you so, like cruise around and you're driving and like you're rapping or you're singing type of thing. Always, bro, because that's the time that I get to do that shit, you know. All other times I'm either working or trying to do something, but when I'm in my car, I get to listen to my music and that's that's my little thing, my little getaway. Like, you know, I'll drive for ages just listening to my stuff and I'll always come up with melodies and then I'll just, in my course of driving, if I'm driving somewhere, I'll come up with something, I'll just detour, detour and go to the studio and just lay that. Like yeah. there and then, and then I'll just keep going on with my day. But yeah, that's my time, right? And in the car, just playing my jams, playing music, and then yeah, that's how I get my stuff. Not not too many fucking, not enough hours in the day. Yeah, like I wish I could just go home and sit and then think of it. Then nah, I, I'll find it when I'm driving. Yeah, and I'll go home and do the business or be a dad, you know. Yeah, I'm the same, bro. I'm a courier, like of a day, uh, yeah, still yeah. work full time. Um, all the best ideas. Yeah. Always driving. I had to like start stopping. So like I'm obviously stopping at houses, but I had to start like implementing, like stopping as soon as possible, writing in my notes because I was forgetting it. Yeah. Because yeah. you, you like, you're thinking of it, you're thinking of it and you're like expanding on it. And then like you get a call or something. And then by the time you finish the call or whatever, yeah. it's like, what the fuck? Like, wh like, what was it? It's like a dream almost. Hard. And you just forget. So yeah, it yeah. makes sense that you just stop. I was just voice memo. Just say, yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And then I just go back. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah, go I'll back. Write it out. Yeah. Yeah, man. Is that your process for writing? Oh, writing like now. Like off the dome or do you like have an actual process where you kind of sit oh, down? Man, I haven't wrote proper in ages. Like lately or like since, <clears throat> yeah, I've been doing all my new tracks. I just go behind the mic, kind of just say what's on my mind. And I feel like that's that's the best for me because really I just want my, my music to be a conversation starter. Like I don't have nothing crazy to say or whatever. I'm just explaining my life. 
you know, my views on life and shit. And then, like, if people have questions, they can ask me. But it's not really like, oh, putting the best metaphors and fucking doing this and that. It's just like, bro, if I feel it that, if I feel like saying that, I'm going to say that. And that's why. And I keep trying to grow it and, you know, make sure it's not like, you know, whatever, but. Yeah, make sure it doesn't stagnate type of thing. Like yeah. it's repetitive. Yeah, I just make sure my melodies are good. Yeah. And then the shit that I'm saying is I can stand on. Because that's one thing I noticed. All these artists just talking shit. Like, <laughs> nah, like in terms of like a lot of them say shit that they don't, they cool. don't even understand themselves, you know? Yeah. So for me, I just say shit that I can understand and stand on my, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, bro, I think you make soul music in the sense of like comes from the soul. Yeah, facts. It's not... Um, it's all hard and soul, that's it. Like, yeah. there's nothing perfect about my shit. I just do my shit and then, yeah, if you fuck with it. I like talking to the people who really fuck with it because cause they get it, you know. People were messaging me about... I fucked with your latest song, um, 2424. 24, yeah, 2-4, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was... That so was that came about in the <clears throat> while I was driving as well. Yeah. I just kept saying 2424. And then I said something on my Insta... Oh, I'm gonna drop the song in ten days. So then I had to drop it in ten days. I had to record it that Friday. <laughs> then, yeah, the rest was history from there. Yeah, man. Yeah, recorded on a Friday. Asked our uh, Pav from Sonder Films to come shoot it on that same day. Yeah. Came shot it. Caught a plane. Met my team in Brisbane, and then we worked on our nine two day. Fuck, you built quite a network, eh? Yeah, bro. I mean, like, I didn't realize until I started needing people. Like in terms of like, oh, like not needing people, but like just. Outsourcing. Yeah, outsourcing. Yeah, problems, or, yeah. And I'm just like, shit, I've done so much shit for other people in terms of like, I've served a lot of people too. Just being around, understood their game, but then like, you know, just whatever they needed, I'll just be there. Yeah. I'm a student of this game, bro. So yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Uh, my first ever gig was, because um, I'm a video, I used to videograph, do videography work. And my first ever gig was with like Ty. Yeah, really. Uh, Ty took me fucking to Thailand. I was shooting in that for him. And then like it started like that. And then I, I started rolling on with videos and then I understood how to edit. And then now I now I get it. Like Yeah. You know, but like it, it helps me also with my other shit because some guy will charge us twenty K for a music video and I'll be like, What, just to fucking cut and this I said, Nah, the treatment don't match that. Yeah, yeah. Like you can't be charging twenty K, like, you know, so just all this, all this stuff, all the skills surrounding what I do in love. Like I just try and, you know, get in there and then I'll meet those people along the way. And that's how my network gets created. Yeah. I man. guess. <laughs> Fucking hell. With the video thing, bro, because the goats upstairs, obviously. Yeah. Um, some of my mates have opened businesses and they've gotten quotes from videographers. I do like little fucking iPhone videos for them because I've always yeah, loved yeah. doing it. Um, and I understand like editing and whatnot because of this especially. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they get quotes. And then they'll come to me and be like, oh, the quote was this and this. And I'll know exactly like what he can do for that. Yeah, and yeah, I'll be like, yeah. no fucking way. Yeah, like, these guys are just ripping. They, they're taking you to be some fucking idiot if they're like pricing you. You know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah, some yeah. of the guys. Of course. Like, and you just go like, I know exactly what it takes. Yeah. I just don't have the camera at the moment. To and that's it. Matcha. Yeah. That's, it's hard. And it's hard when you don't know because it's like, can't we just, people would just keep taking you for a ride. Yeah. Yeah. Until you like figure it out, I guess. But. Like this guy up there, Nick, man, he's an animal. Yeah. He's an animal. We, work we worked right, on a project right. together, which was sick. Oh, the Apple yeah. TV one, hey. Yeah, we worked on that little Apple joint together. How does that come, like, how does that come about for you? Nah, so my wife's um, best mate is like one of, you know, the, like a, 
a producer or something or like a, a no nah, nah, she's like high, high up in there with um apple yeah just like she does products or whatever and then we just got onto the uh, mac manager and the iphone manager that deal came about just like how do you, you know how to create off these macs and iphones you know because bro we're going into an age where you can you could probably just do everything off the iphone yeah. like literally that all our content on 92 world comes off the iphones and these iphones apple gave it to us for that reason they just said go create with it go do this but that's how that that was the first project with apple with nikki and that then this one is our second one and then you know we've got some other ones that we that'll come down in the pipeline soon. yeah that's yeah. mad bro that's our network just building a yeah but it's just being like prepared fuck you know that door, that corking, or that door can open any time. Is just like, are you prepared? You know, the door open is just like, yes, yeah, let's do something. Yeah. You know, maybe before I wouldn't have been prepared, but yeah, you know, I'm just taking whatever comes, whatever God's given me, my team. You know, we're taking it with two hands and running with it. Yeah, I feel the exact same. Like, um, I've said, I've like had conversations with myself where there's people that have come on the podcast. You know, Simi, Jordan Simi. Yeah, from he was at YKTR before. Yeah, He's yeah, like yeah. did the boxing. Yeah. I messaged him on a Monday and um, I was like, hey, like, would you come on the podcast? Sent them, you know, what I sent you the other day, like uh, yeah, yeah. the message type of thing. And um, he replied like, yeah, um, book book in Wednesday. And like within two days, I have my biggest guest, so to speak. That's mad. But he's like, you got to come to YKTR, pay for the studio or whatever. And I was just sitting there with myself like that night. I was like, fuck, like, like the doors opened. Yeah. This is what you work so hard for, but when it actually opens, it's actually quite fucking scary. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. A, like it's a lot to take on. It's like, oh shit, you know? Yeah, like, but yeah, that's what it's about, bro. Good yeah. on you, man. It's exciting and it's um, it's nerve wracking. Yeah. But I think nerves obviously means you're doing something um, pretty good. Yeah, something worth it. Yeah, back to the soul music topic. I forget the song what it was called, but I've, I feel like I want to call it "Boys to Brothers." Yeah, you're spot on. Yeah, that's right. Is it? Yeah, yeah. that song. I felt from just from my perspective, this could be so wrong. I could look like an idiot. That was really good for like men's mental health. Oh yeah, mad. That's how it came across to me. Oh, that's yeah, that's it. Was that the aim of the song? Oh, it, there was like <laughs> with us, it's not really like we just get in and make what's organic. Then yeah, and the boys, the brothers thing. That shout out to uh, you know you got some boys, Tori and and Ricks and and Deezer and the boys there. That's BTB, you know. And I asked her, I was like, fuck, can I name this track Boys the Brothers? Because those are some of the boys that kind of um, helped me when I was younger, you know. When went to went astray a little bit, you know, be out of school but following, you know, going with these guys, they'll look after me. And so that whole track was about that whole, you know, boys to brothers, like, you know, brotherhood, like, you know, being there for one another type thing. And that's that's how that came about. But yeah, yeah. that's a special track for us, for sure. I feel like that's when we we're like, I was like, nah, this is it. Like, this is what it's about. Yeah. I fucking love this shit. <laughs> I think that's what hip hop's about, bro, and music. That's what it's meant to be. I'm a massive, I've said publicly before, um, and I'll talk to you about it after, like an artist that like I've, I've met and it uh, kind of pisses me off now. But like making two trends gives me the shit. But like what, what do you, you mean? Got, like so when like there's a sound, right? So like yeah, yeah, you yeah. know Shiloh Dynasty? She did, um, you know XX, like Tentacion? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that like um, that vocal that was in the yeah, background, yeah. that real soft female voice? Yeah. So that's Shiloh, right? Okay. That's like an anonymous person. Yeah. Don't even know if it's a female or a male, but like she used to post videos of just her like this far down. True. And from what you could tell, it looked like a female. Yeah, so yeah. Shiloh's out in the world, completely anonymous, rich as fuck. Oh. Yeah, and like big in crazy. music. That's so, mad. So her samples, she put videos out online and then they just get reused, right? 
drill rappers took them and then they just kept reusing that sample to do like sad drill yeah, yeah. and then it kind of turned into a trend and then people kept doing it and doing it and doing it and i was just like this is not the way fucking forward <laughs> you know what i mean yeah, yeah, yeah or like the song like some, especially in drill like when people just make to the yeah. trends gives me the shits like there's no originality yeah, 100 100 it, there's two sides of that story you know like i get it i get it to an extent like people are just finding you know a lot of it is like kids just coming into this thing because everyone's doing it now. yeah you know, before no one was doing music when i was doing music now everyone's doing it but you know they're coming into it and they're just coming they're just jumping on whatever's hot you know and then i think it's good in the sense that yeah jump on it but then stay consistent and just find your sound through that if that's it but the thing with drill is like, fuck, you got to be talking about shit that, you, that you're drilling. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where the, you know, that's where it's mixed up for me because it's like, yeah, they're jumping on the wave, but, but you're not a driller. Like, you're just a little kid. Like, you're a good boy, whatever. Just rap about that. Yeah. But like, that's where it's a bit, it's a bit hard to kind of break down. But for me, yeah, it's like with 92 and PV and that, we just do us. Yeah. Whatever we feel like, that's it. Whatever we fuck with, that's what we're going to do. And that's the conversation we had when we started this shit. It's like, we're not going to make music for everyone else because you keep doing that output, 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 and then you're fucking drained. You're burnt because you haven't done shit that you love. Yeah. For us, it's about doing what we love first. And whoever fucks with us, then, then we'll take them on the journey. We'll build with them. And that's how it's going to be for us. But yeah, I feel like with us, you can get country, you can get fucking hip hop, you can get R&B, yeah. whatever. It's just, yeah. That's what uh, Dave does so well in the UK. Yeah, yeah, he's animal. Yeah, it just makes what he wants to make. Yeah. And it just sticks. People love it. That's it. And he just, um, he comes from like a fucked background as well. Yeah, I'm yeah. not sure if you know about like both his brothers. They're still in like yep. inside. Yeah. Um, but like he just he just made music not to be pretender. And he just made like pure poetry, focused on the piano, in, yeah. like putting that into his music and whatnot. And yeah, I kind of wish artists would more look at like someone like Dave. Yeah. Especially the young fellas around here. Be like, that's what I want to do. I don't want to hop on like this instrumental that's popping at the moment. Cause yeah. like, and and we've got it. Like we've got the talent. We've got the bro, there's so many artists. Like all these youngins that are coming up. Like I listen to their stuff and I'm like crazy. Yeah. Like just understanding the potential of what they can, where they can go to, crazy for me. So we're in good hands. Music is in good hands. It's just I feel like everyone just needs to understand the direction of where they want to go and shit like that. Sonically in Australia, do you think that's where the improvement lies? Is like just more originality across the board? Yeah. Oh, that's a, I don't know. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. I was about to answer that question. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't really, yeah, I haven't really thought about that, like where the problem is. I feel like the problem just lies with everyone like, needing to understand who they are first. And like when everyone can just tell their stories, how they feel, I feel, then I feel like that's when we'll get to see, oh, yeah, shit, we need to work on this shit or that shit. But you've got guys out there that can match with these internationals, like from where we're from. Yeah. So I feel like you got your pockets here and there, but as an overall comment, I can't, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen Sky Sessions? The Take Flight freestyles? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I had Wings on and we were talking about that. I was saying to Wings like off off camera, um, I reckon the next thing is to bring back, remember 360 versus Cursor? Yeah, yeah. To bring back, not like a, a heater one because there's obviously area problems. Or I'm from the Blue Mountains. I wouldn't yeah, have yeah. a fucking clue about what's going on with area codes, right? But like back and forth, like, like almost like a battle rap, get like guys like having like a back and forth, see who's really got it off the dome and shit like that. Yeah, and yeah. then it'd be a good way to really test people, like throw them out in the deep end yeah. and see if they can back it, you know? True. Because if you can back it off the dome, you can basically go do a yeah, anything you want. for sure. But I think that's what I can't, I got too many ideas. I'll be mad to see that. 
I, I want to like host it in here, but or I want to do it at a um like a small venue. Yeah, yeah. And just pack out a crowd, probably private invite, and then each of them can bring a few boys and or their crew. Yeah, that's and then just have a bunch of people in hip hop, whether it be like writers or whether it just be like hip hop artists, just like yourself yeah. or um just fans that are like yeah yeah send out like ten private invites to fans and then just pack the room with invites, a bunch of people yeah, within yeah. the um. The Industry, same, yeah, mad. And then that way, that's like, tough. Yeah, I feel like we don't do enough of that shit, you know. We need to, yeah, yeah. But well, he, heaps of these youngins, especially from out here west, they've been thrown down some crazy parties. Yeah, um, like hot out west, like Josh and that. Yeah, nice. man, they got a mad little um collective there. Shout out Josh and the crew, and you know who's that? Like Solly and yeah, um, Dylan Fernando yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. They're like nuts, creatives. Yeah, I um, feel I feel old, bro, but. And because I've been living out there for nine years, yeah, I've been really back in the area. I just come see my family and shit. But man, like shout out everyone from. I feel like we from the area. We got the best. Yeah, straight out. We got the best of the best in all areas. Like talking about the music, whatever it is. Yeah, athletes. <laughs> What's it been like watching Mani turn? Because bro, growing up, right? Like uh, we discussed off camera. I think like I'm 23. So like, growing up, like I'd be at Penrith all the time, but like. You'd never go to Mount Druitt. Because yeah. growing up, like it was like for a white kid from the mountains, it's not we, like, I've no reason to be there. Yeah, yeah. But like I've, as I've like gotten older, you've seen like Mount Druitt slowly just changes the whole image. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially by embracing it, I feel like. They embrace the name of Mount Druitt, yeah. especially. What's it been like seeing like the whole narrative of Mountie change from like people kind of talking shit to people being like, fuck, look at Mountie go. It's hard. When you're from Mountie, it's hard. Like, to, but because I've been staying like, from me seeing how people perceive it, yeah, that's it was it's a bit weird because you know now you got other people from out east claiming they're from Mount Druitt, and I'm like, I'm from there, bro. I'm like, and I don't say it, but I just be like, I don't know you. Yeah. <laughs> but people want to be from Mountie, you know. You go to NZ, people want to be from Mountie, things like that. So, I mean, yeah, just with time, I, it's cool, I guess. Like, yeah. People wants to be like where I'm from, then cool. But it's nuts because they're all your gen, really. Yeah. Like Thai. Yeah, yeah. Romy, Bizza, they're all like somewhat within the age yeah, bracket, yeah, eh? Yeah. Even one four. Shout out to those boys, man. All those boys, Ty, Bizza, Romy, Critter, yeah. one four. Game changers, all of them. Yeah, putting on, a. Eh? Yeah, bro. Australia's never seen anything like it. Yeah, and I feel like we, it needs to be celebrated way more. Bro, like to, just to, just that collective, you've got Tyson Pedro, you've got all these other fellas coming out from yeah, here. Yeah, uh, Polo. Yeah, Polo Acuso. Yeah. I'm going to say as well, Middle like... Um, Talking about like Mountie as well, like Logan up in um Queensland, like Lissy and Taffa. Yeah. And like Polo as so well. So you know the producer and uh our, he, he does all our producing, but he's um the artists look good. Yeah, he's right. a tougher. Yeah. So right. Justin and Junior that they're his first cousin. So he's um Eddie's originally from Logan and that. Yeah. And wow. the woods. So that's why if you if you listen to the tracks, he's always talking about the woods and the west linking up. Yeah. And that's what it's yeah, so is that what they call it? Like the woods? Yeah. Yeah, man. That's a sick name. Yeah. Oh, what's the woods? Woodridge. Yeah, right. Yeah, Woodridge, Logan. I know nothing about Brisbane, but yeah. apparently that's like the similar area to Mountie type thing. Yeah, that's what I've picked yeah. up from like. And when you go there, you're like, you get it. Like, fuck, those tougher brothers, bro. They're like me and my brothers. Like, they're just like, they're close, you know. They, you know, they fuck with each other and they really got each other's backs. And that's why me and Eddie just organically naturally came together it was just like oh i get it yeah you know I get yeah it. the tougher brothers in that is a yeah 
unbelievable just fighter. Just a tougher family, bro. They're all crazy. Yeah. Crazy, talented, gifted. Yeah. I'm excited to see Junior. I did a – I have Sporting Club Helos, which is like sport for the Helos side of things. Yeah, yeah. So I have like a page. On TikTok, it does really well. Instagram is still slowly growing. But I did a thing on Junior and uh, my mates ended up being able to watch the fight. I couldn't because I had football on. And they are like, this guy's like a fucking – like he'll be our next superstar probably. He should have won that fight. Yeah, he, he said he got one. robbed. Yeah. And then like on the weekend as well, Kaikara, France got robbed and they were they like – They were getting robbed. Yeah. That guy was lying on Junior for like 10 minutes. <laughs> Fuck, I didn't watch it. so And I couldn't watch it back. I couldn't find a place to watch it. Nah, back. so the fight started. Junior rocked him a few times. Yeah. He rocked him heaps and then he just <laughs> – That's yeah. Usman's brother. Shout out to him Yeah, too. that's Put right. Yeah, it was a fucking battle yeah. of the brothers. But definitely Junior. Yeah. Couldn't hey. bang with him. Are you going to do something for 92 World when the USA comes out to Sydney in September? I would love to. I would have to talk sick. to Ty about that. Yeah. <laughs> Uncle Ty. Him. Yeah, Uncle Ty. Yeah. Just okay. Bring some drink west on the food truck and yeah. boom, boom. Celebrate. Link up with the Brazilians, bro. Link up with all the Brazilian fighters yeah, and stuff true. like that coming out. That'd be yeah. sick. See My that. little brother actually is going to start getting into fights. So he's in 92 as well. He does our gaming, the 92 gaming yeah, stuff. Man. Yeah, that's the one that we didn't talk about. Oh, we did, eh? Gaming. No, we didn't. Yeah. We talked about like footy and yeah. yeah, touch on it. Nah, the 92 gaming is like, you know, like people, you know, bro, gaming now is crazy. It's yeah, like. It's nuts. Such a big industry. Bro, it brings in way more than Hollywood actors these yeah. days or Hollywood, uh, you know, the movie industry in itself. But that's something that we're focusing on as well. And like, we've got some cool events planned with some um, cool people. We were able to, to go to uh, NZ and see their gaming hub you know one of the boys tip shout out tip he took us through there worked in their studio and seen their gaming hub and it's just crazy bro yeah but that's what we kind of want to implement through our 92 day and then uh kid and cats they are boys that are going to run it my little brothers yeah but they um yeah they're doing a stream every monday and they're just like building their stuff like that but cool stuff coming from that side yeah. for sure but there's a kid from penrith um so one of the boys that are like model for Helos ones he went to a school in Penrith and he was like, oh, my best mate's like this guy called Mr. Fresh Asian. And he was part of the household with Laser Bean, if you know Laser Crazy. Bean. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. So this kid from Penrith, he dropped out in year 10 wow. to pursue gaming. And at the time, like all the teachers are going like, what the fuck? Yeah. And he was in this house with Laser Beam. So Laser Beam has that real, f do you know who Laser Beam is? No. <laughs> Yeah, crazy. He's like, no. <laughs> Laser Beam's like. I thought you were talking about FaZe, FaZe Clan. Laser Beam was the biggest in the world for okay. Fortnite. Like he was after Ninja. Yeah. Do you yeah. know Ninja? Sure. Yeah, you know yeah, that yeah, guy. Of course. Blue sure. Hair. Blue hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After Ninja, Laser Beam was number one. Right? Dude. So he was from Laser Beam's from Sydney. He was an electrician. Oh, what? So Harley, this kid, Mr. Fresh Asian from Penrith, was the guy in all these videos that would like go back and forth with him. Damn. And he dropped out in year 10 from a school in Penrith. And is he living over there? No, a laser beam when it like goes over yeah. and just does his own thing, kind of streams and he gets stupid numbers. Um, but um, Harley's still like all Mr. Fresh Asian. He's still. Yeah, wow. Yeah, he's still like living around here. But yeah, there's a famous video where laser beam. Uh, did you ever play Fortnite? Yeah. He drops into a game and he stream snipes Harley who's gone. Right, so like he gets into the same game as the guy who's in the room yeah, next yeah. to him. Obviously, he kills everyone, so he's the last one left. And Laser Beam wins a game without doing anything through just going up and like avoiding no the storm. What he's the he, only, only guy in Fortnite to ever do it. Is that when the planes were out? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. No, 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 no. He landed in a tree and he didn't move. <laughs> so he's the first, only guy ever in Fortnite history to have recorded to land and not move and win a game in Fortnite. You're 
kidding me. Yeah. And he, I reckon he made like hundreds of thousands off it. And he was in the Sidemen charity match, if you know what that is. Oh, no way. Yeah, Sidemen yeah. crazy. Yeah, Lazerbeam was in that. He's the only Australian to be in that as well. Yeah. Oh, uh, Sydney, bro. Yeah. It's just consistency. That's all streaming is. Yeah. That's all it is. If they just rock up every week or every day they say they're going to rock up, people put it into their own schedule. Yeah, for And sure. they just watch. And it's got so much upside, eh? Gaming. Yeah, so definitely. much potential. Gaming is just... Mad. What games are they playing? Or what so they, they run 2K, air? they run COD, yeah. um, they run Fortnite, no, re, uh, no builds. Yeah. And like it's just those for now, but then they want definitely... They play other games, but those are the three ones that they're yeah. jamming hard. Yeah, that's mad. Yeah. All right, we've got to finish up because we've got people waiting. Yeah. But um, bro, before we go, last pe- like one piece of advice for a 21-year-old finding their way in the world, not sure what they want to do. Man, piece of advice is just be you. Like figure out what you want, figure out how you're going to get there and then work backwards. Like figure out where you want to be and then work out the steps how you're going to get there. You know, if it means oh, I've got to get a nine to five, save up, put away 300 a week to make sure that I can get this, you know, piece of equipment that's going to help me be a DJ or whatever the fuck it is, then do that, but work backwards and just like work harder than everyone else, bro. Like when I'm a room, when I'm in a room with anyone, I always say, yeah, I'm going to be the hardest worker right here and no one's going to stop me. That's, that's the mentality. I'm, you know, just get your mentality, find peace and then just repeat that shit. Yeah. Pray and repeat. How would you say people find what they find? Like, how would you say people go to find what they want to do? Strip away all the bullshit that you're doing right now. Just look at your life. If it's not where you want to be, then fucking take everything away and sit down with yourself. What do I want to do? Where do I want to be? Boom. There you go. You know, it doesn't have to be too complicated. It's just like, if I don't like it, then obviously it's not for me. You know, if I don't like this fucking job, then there's nothing in it then let me go get a job in, you know, sound and equipment that's going to help me be a DJ eventually because I'll get to understand the equipment. I don't know. Just have a crack, bro. Yeah, <laughs> have, a end, have a fucking crack. crack. Yeah. Have a fucking crack. <laughs> yeah, get around right people, you know. Get around good people. Is That's one other thing is like, yeah, if you, if you actually want to do something with your life, fuck off the party shit. Like invest, like what you're doing, bro. Like what you're doing is crazy. 23 years old, you got a full business going, you got podcasts, you're still working Thanks, nine man. to five, but you're still hustling, you know? And that's what it's about. Like, that shit inspires me to see someone like you, your age, hustling, getting it, messaging someone like six years older than you to come and do an interview. You know, like, that's what it's about, bro. Honestly, that's that's, that's right. all it is. Yeah. I, um, at the age of 21, I had to like, I just took a step back and I realized like, fuck, I'm actually a bit of a gimp. Like nothing's really cracking. Like I had a university degree, but I was like, fuck, like nothing's really happening. Hellos was still going. Like Hellos yeah. was nothing compared to what it is now. Yeah. Um, Hellos at a point now where it's cool, where it's like, if I message someone, it may, it may have happened for you, where I message someone, they'll go, oh, I've seen your shit. That's like the number one thing for me at the moment is if I'm going to message someone to give myself the best opportunity, I have to be putting out the best content so that they've seen yeah, me before yeah, yeah. and they're not just taking a random punt to come and talk to me. Uh, um, but I was at a point where I was like, all right, I don't know how to, I don't know what to do here. The only thing I can think of first is to stop going out. So I just, that was the first thing to do. Uh, Friday and Saturday night, stay in. Then I was like saving a lot of money and then I thought, fuck, what's the best thing to do with this money? I need to go travel. I need to see the world. Yeah. So that's what I did last year in 2022 whilst working and then i connected with nick air i connected with bomber first in 21 through a guy called cameron shout out cameron shout out flat um 
And then, yeah, through Bomber, connected with Nick Hare, and then just being around them and seeing their attitude towards like partying. And by then seeing the life they live like every week, yeah. like Nick Hare, who he works for. Hard. And like Ty as well, like yeah. being in the, uh, being here, because I clean here um, once a week and just like, fuck, like, it's just nuts, eh? Like, just once you surround yourself with a certain type of person, certain caliber of person that holds themselves to standards, yeah. you're just like, fuck, like, and the biggest thing I learned, and I try and tell it to the boys younger than me from the same area, like Benny is two years younger than me. Yeah. And that's why I bring him along because I try and give him opportunities and stuff. Um, plus, I need, I don't want to fucking edit it after. <laughs> He's laughing, I can yeah. hear you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but fuck it. Um, like the biggest thing is like just surround yourself with like people yeah. who are really doing it and then discipline yeah. leads you to just like this life of like yeah, bro. fucking nuts no. opportunities. Eh? For real. Like I was 18 sitting on my ass listening to your music and here I am interviewing you. Yeah, you know? Nuts. That's it's crazy. crazy. Yeah. Appreciate crazy you, work. brother. No, I appreciate you I'm too. I'm sure it's uh, the first of uh, you know, I'm coming on that chats. trip. Yeah, say less. I'll document it, bro. I love it. Come and do the podcast on the road. That would be mental. Bro, you can talk to some of these guys who are over there, you know, like really get their stories and how what we're bringing over there is going to help their communities. I don't know. No, that'd be sick. Yeah. I'd, I'd be happy to do that. There's something there. Yeah. We'll chat definitely off, offline and yeah. yeah, get it going. That'd be mental. So where can people plug all your socials so where people can find them? You can just find everything at 92world Instagram. underscore. Yeah. 92world, yep. go there. No O. Because someone fucking took it. 92 World without the O. <laughs> uh, but yeah, shout out to my mum. I love her. Shout out to my nan. You know, my nan's got dementia at the moment. And like everything I'm doing right now is just a, you know, I want to I wanna look after her. You know, she really, she prays for me every morning. And um, she's just going through, you know. So shout out to my mum. Shout out to my nan. You know, all my family that back me in 92. All my brothers, everyone that's supporting 92 World. I'm taking this moment, bro, because I've got a lot of people to thank and uh, this is the, f you know, first time or second time a platform's given me opportunity. But the first time I was a bit, you know, I was a bit nervous yeah, <laughs> with yeah. gambles. But, yeah, shout out to everyone and I appreciate you, bro. Nah, it's my pleasure, brother. My pleasure. Shout out mum as well while I'm at it. Yeah. Tell us the on all socials. Remember to subscribe, like, comment, follow on Spotify, rate on Spotify. That's it. Thanks for coming on, bro. Oh, man. Appreciate it. See you Love. next week. Yeah.